Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Today is Monday, July 20th, and you are listening to Rocket City Lift. This is a previous recording from May 4th. We will be back with new episodes on August 10th. Hello all, welcome to Rocket City Lift. I'm Tara Bolcher. And I'm Brett Goodman. We come to you three times a week and we try to bring a bit of a spiritual lift to your day. We are excited to continue to talk about the appearances of Jesus after his resurrection. But first, let's have a prayer. Let us pray. Holy God, you have gifted us with talents and joys beyond recognition. You have blessed us with abilities we often do not even see in ourselves. Let us recognize the ways you are working within our lives and take that grace, then gift it to the world. Amen. Amen. Our scripture today is from the 21st chapter of John's Gospel, verses 1 through 14. After these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples by the Sea of Tiberias. And he showed himself in this way. Gathered there together were Simon Peter, Thomas called the twin, Nathaniel of Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two others of his disciples. Simon Peter said to them, I am going fishing. They said to him, We will go with you. They went out and got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. Just after daybreak, Jesus stood on the beach, but the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to them, Children, you have no fish, have you? They answered him, No. He said to them, Cast the net to the right side of the boat, and you will find some. So they cast it, and now they were not able to haul it in because there were so many fish. The disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, It is the Lord. When Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on some clothes, for he was naked, and he jumped into the sea. But the other disciples came in the boat, dragging the net full of fish, for they were not far from the land, only about a hundred yards off. When they had gone ashore, they saw a charcoal fire there with fish on it and bread. Jesus said to them, Bring some of the fish that you have just caught. So Simon Peter went aboard and hauled the net ashore full of large fish, a hundred fifty-three of them. And though there were so many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, Come and have breakfast. Now none of the disciples dared to ask him, Who are you? Because they knew it was the Lord. Jesus came and took the bread and gave it to them and did the same with the fish. This was now the third time that Jesus appeared to the disciples after he was raised from the dead. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be, be to, to God. God. Tara, do you have any talents not many people know about? Any secret talents that you're hiding from the world? <laughs> um, I don't know if this is a talent so much, but um, I have done like calligraphy and brush lettering for years. Really? So um, I have an uncle actually who was an art professor and he used to always say, your handwriting is your art. Like that's how I like to be creative. What about oh, you? Man, I do not have very good art then. <laughs> <laughs> my handwriting is my art. Uh, 
this is it's good that I'm saying this on an audio podcast, so I'm not forced to do it. But I can roll my stomach, <laughs> I do like a little wave thing. Um, nice. Um, and the fact that you call that a talent, I think, is something too. It is a. I very much consider it a talent. All right. Good enough. Good enough. <laughs> and and in the vein of of talents, what do you make of the fact that Jesus he already has fish cooking. Yet he asked the disciples to bring some of the fish that they caught. So I'll be interested to see what you think of this, but I think we have to think about the way fish have been portrayed in the rest of the gospel. Mm -hmm. So Jesus told the disciples, I will make you fishers of men, right? So in that case, the idea of fish is really about those who will come to the gospel. Um, Jesus, you know, took fish and fed 5,000 people. And so I think, I think for me, this whole passage is about the church, yeah. the beginning of it. And there will be people who have an experience of God and are brought into the church. And then there will be people who are brought into the church because of their relationship with a person. Um, so I kind of think it's symbolic in that way. What do you think? Yeah, I think that's a that's a great way to look at it, and it's, and what what I love about it when looking at as the whole story as kind of a, a metaphor and analogy as you were talking about is that you know the fish aren't caught without Jesus. Mm-hmm. That the fish are not brought in. People are not brought in to the church without Jesus, even with the disciples on their own, but. Jesus does use the disciples to reel in the fish. It's Jesus who makes the fish come into the net, but it's the disciples who reel them in. So in that way, we have these gifts, we have these relationships that come from God, and we are adding those to what God's already doing. God already has the fish cooking on the on mm-hmm. the skillet, although that's if we're taking the analogy too far, like Christians on a skillet just doesn't sound too great. <laughs> That's the name of my autobiography. Christians <laughs> on a skillet. Um, I think that I think that's very true. And like all anyone who is drawn to the gospel, it is the work of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Full stop. However, the beauty of God's grace is that God enables us to be a part of it some way. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I. I love that. I love the idea that I get to be a part, maybe, of building up someone's faith, knowing that overall it is always the work of the Holy Spirit. I, I heard N.T. Wright uh, speak one time, and he was talking about the kingdom of God. And he said, the kingdom of God, when it comes in its full glory, is like those massive, beautiful Gothic cathedrals in Europe. If you've, if you've ever gotten a chance to see them, they are astounding. They are awe-inspiring. You, you can't understand them. And when those were built, there was a, a stonemason manager, and there were thousands of stonemasons who would individually make their stone, and then the stonemason would take those and then put together this cathedral. And he said, "You aren't building the cathedral." But you're building that one stone that God will then take to form this beautiful cathedral that is God's. And I just, I love that analogy of I'm just chipping away at my little stone right here. Yeah, and you know what I love also about that analogy is, boy, aren't humans quick to take the credit? (laughs) I mean, 
they're just quick to take the credit. I am quick to take the credit. And um, I had this experience once if I had to do something really scary and I prayed beforehand and I prayed, you know, God, make this of you, whatever you want to happen. And then when it was over, I knew I had nailed it. And I spent the next 15 minutes patting myself on the back. And then finally I was like, oh, wait a minute. This is going to be God's, <laughs> right? Until I thought I did such a good job. Our human memory is so short. I was talking about this with my dad of putting a mask on to go into the grocery store. I know masks are really more about the community than they are about me. and But I just hate putting it on. And so I just will sit in the car and be like, I don't want to put the mask on. <laughs> and then finally I'll put it on and I'll walk into the store and I'll see people who don't wear masks. I'm like, those jerks. I know, right? <laughs> and, and you are that jerk sitting in the car. I've completely lost the empathy from the walk from my car into the I grocery store. I love that honesty. <laughs> I also think one more thing about this passage, right? Jesus already has fish. There are more fish brought in. I think it's important to remember that Christianity is about abundance. Hmm. There's always enough. Actually, there's more than enough. Grace upon grace. And our humanity is always, are we going to have enough fish? I don't think there's enough fish. I better hold on to the fish I have so that I have plenty, regardless of whether somebody else does. But, you know, we believe in um, lavishness Mm -hmm. and lavish grace. And we hope for a world where everyone has enough. So I also think that when you talk about all of those fish, it's important to remember that humanity gives us this model of scarcity, mm. but Jesus Christ gives us this model of abundance. I love that. All right, friends, we're going to leave you with a quote by G.K. Chesterton from his novel, Man Alive. I don't deny that there should be priests to remind men that they will one day die. I only say that at certain strange epochs, it is necessary to have another kind of priest called poets, actually to remind men that they are not dead yet. Friends, thank you for joining us today. Please come back on Wednesday as we continue to talk about the joyous post-resurrection appearances of Jesus. Now may each of you go out to love and to serve, to be well to care for yourselves and others, knowing that the grace and love of God is upon you. Amen. Amen.